Thank you. Uh, you know, in many ways, I'm hoping more than anything, we've uh, forced everybody to think because uh, we're human, right? And uh, we started this conversation uh, talking about Dudu's uh, humanity and um, how uh, there's many things we all will take from him. And I asked the question about crying because he was such a crier and, and nobody had spoken about the fact that he was a crier and, and how that sort of impacts on all of us. Um, you know, and I repeat, I will never think of a man who cries as weak. Never, ever. Uh, in fact, I see, um, uh, to me, a man who cries uh, to be in touch with his, with his humanity. Because before he's even a man, he's a human being, right? Before he, he even has the thing that, uh, you know, defines him as a man, he's a human being. He's here having a human experience. Thank you. We appreciate uh, your call. So uh, remember we did an interview called uh, um, uh, about a book called Bantus, The Untold History of Africa and Her People from Creation uh, because uh, Dr. Dakalani Dube uh, wrote a book entitled Bantus, The Untold History of Africa and Her People from Creation. And over the years, we've heard so many versions of our origins as Africans. In her book, Dr. Dube answers most questions we as Africans have about our origins, about our history, our culture, Ubuntu, religion, and the current state of Africa and her people. Earlier this year, we had uh, a brief chat about her book where I started by asking what drove her to write such a book and what can she tell us about our history? It was when I was, I was on a bus, the My City bus in Cape Town, in 2020, and we were driving and meandering down the winelands, and I was listening to the a voice of the person, you know, they always tell you where we are passing now, what the history is. And I had been listening to this history that was just so Eurocentric from the beginning. And ultimately, they say, as we come down the winelands, they say, of course, uh, there were indigenous people who lived in Africa before the Europeans settled here but their history has not been written, and we are hoping that their children will one day write the history. Mm. And that, uh, was, that was the inspiration for you? That was the inspiration for me because I had always had a burden to say, but why is our history not captured correctly? Why are there so many shadows? Why does our history begin in the 1800s as though we fell from the sky suddenly in the 1800s? and began to flourish. And when I began to do uh, historical research, I found that it was a deliberate move by one of the historians in South Africa who said that the history of South Africa needed to be recorded by the Europeans on behalf of the African, and that it had to begin when the Europeans encountered the African. And I began to understand that is why our history only begins in the 1800s with a bit of an allusion to the past. Mm. And every time you, 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 you would look up the history of Africa, uh, it would acknowledge that we were there pre-colonially a little bit and, you know, a sentence or two and then begin to talk about us in the 1800s and in 1994. Which means that your research must have been very difficult, right? Uh, to yes. find the material that you needed to tell yes. the story as authentically. But then how do you do research 
on clearly, uh, you know, material that is almost non-existent. Tell me mm. about the process of your research. Mm. Oh, thank you. You know, it was it was it was it, it, it was difficult and it was easy. Easy in that, unbeknownst to me, I had been disgruntled about this over a number of years, mm. and I had been collecting information, not knowing why and how. You know, mm. and. My father, at the age of 78, completed his doctoral thesis, uh, and he was also uh, uh, talking about the migratory, uh, the migration of, of Bantus into Southern Africa, uh, and and researching into that. So I had that knowledge from him, from his book, and I also had oral, a rich oral indigenous history that I had been collecting over years, and I also had. Um, uh, uh, scientific history that is there, Homozo. Uh, it is out there, but it is in small niches and pockets everywhere, scattered everywhere. There is nothing that brings it together and creates a chronology. Mm. And then I also, being an avid Bible reader, I had also recognized the history of Africa within the Bible that is shrouded in mystery and that is not acknowledged. So I began to piece together and bring together oral indigenous knowledge, biblical knowledge, Quranic knowledge, ancient text knowledge, scientific history, as well as um, uh, the, the thesis that my father had written, and began to synthesize that history into one cohesive read, so that you're able to follow the, the origins of Africans from creation or emergence, depending on what you believe, whether you believe that we emerged uh, from home, uh, from and evolved into Homo sapiens, or you believe that we are created. So I begin to bring that narrative together and 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 weave it together so that it makes sense. When you say Homo sapiens, you understand that they are talking about your ancestor. You don't think they are talking about an ape. Mm, <laughs> when beautiful. They say historic men, mm. you understand they are talking about your father. When they say the Iron Age men, you know they are talking about your ancestors. Mm. They are talking about living, breathing people who looked like you who had aspirations like you, on whom the sun shone like it is shining today, mm. who saw everything in color, not in black and white as you see it in books, mm. and, and who had an aspiration to live. You know, that's what we're talking about. And those people are related to you. They're connected to you. They're your ancestors. Your, their life blood runs through your blood. Wow. Uh, now you've piqued my interest because even I want to read. But you also challenge the Bantuist migratory theory, yeah, right? Yeah. About where yeah. we, where we, where we, where it is that we even mm. come from. And mm. you even go as far, uh, Dr. Mm. D- uh, 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 Dr. Dube, as mm. to even interrogate mm-hmm. the name Africa, the mm-hmm. name of the continent of Africa. Mm-hmm. Tell mm-hmm. me the stories. The story was I wanted to find, why why are we Africa? You know, why is it an English name? (laughs) Why is it an English name? Where does it come from? So I began to research to find out if we had a name for the continent before the, the, the Europeans, what we called it. And I found out that Africa indeed is based on how we used to 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 to, to refer to the continent. We referred it to as Afruaika. Afruaika. Yes, Afruaika. We say K, obviously. 
Um, and and it speaks of the land of Beth Pang. The land of? How Sorry, I didn't hear Beth that. Pang. Beth Pang. As in giving birth. Okay, okay. Yes. And how, how astute is that? Because indeed now we are realizing the scientific community is beginning to agree or has begun to have agreed that life began in Africa. Yes, yes. Know? So, yes. So we knew that land, we, this is, we were the first of people. Life began here and we named the continent the continent of birthing. And it is Afruaika. And then obviously I then go into all the other names of Africa, Al-Kebilan, uh, uh, Azania, uh, 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 Aprite, uh, the, the, the way they, they then have called it, why it is uh, 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 the, the, the Greeks called Aprike, because they said it was the land that is devoid of cold and horror, mm. which means when they came to Africa, they were running away from the horror of Europe. And the cold of, and then African means the sun, the land of the sun. So yeah. I interrogate that name and I speak to each one of the names that people may be aware that the continent is called by, and I explain why each name is what it is. It is not named after Africanas, uh, as a lot of people think. It's not named after Africanas. In fact, Africanas is named after the continent. It was to explain that this man came from Africa. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. And then our contribution to civilization. Yes. Uh, and I think that, that for me is, uh, when, when I, uh, I was reading the information the producer sent to me about the mm. book, I thought that would even be what I want to read about first. Because we mm. know the perception that exists out there. Mm. What mm. did you find when you were researching or even uh, compiling chronologically uh, mm. your book, our contribution mm. as Africans to mm. civilization? Mm. It was so interesting to find that almost anything you can think of, really, the contribution, the seed for it, the genesis of it, is in Africa. Wow. Uh, and, and how most of those things have been whitewashed and they have been appropriated and they have been given European names so that you don't recognize them. And, and, you know, I always tell people, I, I think it was not so much an issue of spite as in, I am just naming a thing, the same way that they didn't write our history because they were writing their history, you mm, understand? Mm, mm. Uh, uh, they are just collecting their own history. Mm-hmm. And it's up to us to then go back and collect our own. Yes, and, yes. <laughs> you know, I also love the way you're saying that's what you would go to. The book is set in such a way that you can actually go into any chapter and it will stand on its own. Mm. But if you read it together, it also flows as a... As, 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 as a story. Yes, a story. Exactly, as a story. And the contribution is so wonderful in that it starts from mathematics, from writing, from language, from time, the arts, metallurgy, uh, uh, philosophy and religion, formal education, medicine... We were the first to really practice medicine. Uh, 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 the Greeks learned medicine and philosophy from, from Egypt. And they acknowledged that. It is well documented. They acknowledged that. And obviously they then worked on it uh, and improved on it as we find uh, Western medicine today. So Western medicine is basically African traditional medicine that has now been evidence-based. 
Wow, fascinating conversation. As a medical doctor, yes. Fascinating conversation we're having with uh, Dr. Dakalani Dube, who's written a book. Uh, The book is entitled Bantus, the Untold History of Africa and Her People from Creation. And uh, uh, you can join in on the conversation on 0891104207. We'll ask the doctor at the end of our conversation where the book is available because I want to copy myself. And uh, I I want to go to a caller, but I'm so keen on also on colonialism, what you found out when you were looking at colonialism and mm. and, and its impact and, and its legacy on us as Africa. But uh, mm. there's somebody who wants to join the conversation. It's you, yeah. Samson, in Cape Town. Good morning, Samson. Morning, morning, KG. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Fine, fine. Yeah, firstly, I would like to congratulate the OCC on the work that she is doing. Dr. Dube. Yes, Dr. Tube, I thank you very much for opening up thank the you. eyes of Africans. Because we got a bigger problem here. Like, I was having a conversation with my friend who was saying, Ah, no, Sam, you must just check the vaccine. You see, you are an engineer, you know about the vaccine. I asked him, Why is it in the, what is in the vaccine? He said, No, you can't, you can't oppose science. I asked him, Whose science? Because Africans had science before even the colonialists come. We were giving birth naturally. Our people were getting sick and getting healed. But now it seems as if Africa is a dark continent without any knowledge or any any know-how of anything that is happening in the world. It's now being fed everything, everything Western. We are just being food to eat it. Look at our indigenous fruits that we were eating that were healthy. Everything was, was cut down. Now we buy mangoes that we didn't use to buy. We buy guavas, <laughs> something that you could just eat in the forest as you walk in the forest. We were eating those things, and, and they had the medicinal purposes on it. But now everything of that is left in tatters because everything was cut out so that we become the market of everything that is produced from the West. Thank you, Samson. Thank you. For that. Thank, Thank you. you. In Cape Town, still, Brian is here. Hello, Brian. Good morning. Welcome to SAFM. Good. Uh, thank you, and thanks for taking my call. Uh, it's a very interesting topic. Could I just uh, ask you, your guest, uh, uh, a question, Dr. Dubey. Yeah, Dr. Dubey. I just want, uh, Dr. Dubey, I want, you know, many, many years ago, uh, in fact, a number of decades ago while I was still at high school, I read some interesting books on the history of Africa and the pre-colonial period, um, namely Black Mother, which was written by Basil Davidson, and 300 Years, which was written by Nguni, and uh, there was another one, Time Longer Than Rope, by Edward Rue. Have you encountered yeah. these during your research? Yes, I did, and I have quoted them quite extensively. And it is interesting that that knowledge is known, but it is not in our history books, in the school books that our children read. That information is not there. And that is such a tragedy. And that is what motivated me to say, let me capture, as an African now, let me capture it from an Afrocentric perspective with African eyes and be able to, 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 to share with children what who they are and where they came from and obviously having those ones having been written from the western perspective there are still some gaps which are the gaps that this book seeks to fill 
So yes, I did yeah. look at those books and I have researched them. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Western in Kabecha. Good morning, Western. Hey. Welcome. Yes. Good morning, crazy. Good morning. We, we need people like this one. I want to buy that book. I'm a poet. Mm. I'm an international poet. Because there are a lot of... You, you know, Casey, if you want to know the truth, don't don't follow too much. I've done history, I've done political science, I've done philosophy. You, you know that people most one day, they discovered all things underground. What what what, what do you call those people? When they, they discovered... The archaeologists. The archaeologists. Yeah, those are the truth. See, long, long ago, there was a discovered a, a village of the Chuanas more than 300 years. This concerns that they are the first in surveys in, 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 in life. People, even Guni, they come from south to north, from north to south. So, indigenous knowledge, we need people like this to tell the, the truth that. Thank you, Weston. Thank I you very much. Medicine, all this I want to buy that book. Bye-bye. <laughs> we should all buy this book, uh, by the way. And I will ask the good doctor at the end of our conversation where the book is available. I know there's many of your calls coming, but uh, we're chasing time because 11 o'clock is coming. The book, just in case you just uh, joined the conversation, we're having a fascinating conversation with uh, Dr. Dagalani Dube. She wrote a book entitled Bantus, The Untold History of Africa and Her People from creation and uh, we've heard so many versions of our origins as Africa uh, as Africans sorry the doctor uh, is answering questions uh, for us as Africans about our origins our history our culture Ubuntu religion and uh, the current state of Africa and her people and uh, the current state of Africa and her people is very intrinsically linked mm. uh, Dr. Dube to colonialism right mm. so I want to hear what you wrote about uh, regards colonialism what drove it, you know, and mm. the impact that it's had and, and the legacy that uh, it has given Africa and uh, specifically mm. South Africa. Mm. 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 Thank you so much, Humoso. You know, it is interesting when I was doing the research, I realized that we only look at imperialism from the 1400s. In fact, the 1400s were a culmination of an interaction between Africa and the rest of the world that had been going on for thousands of years, especially in the Iberian Peninsula. This is southern France, it, uh, 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 Portugal, Spain, and, and the Gibraltar. That area, there's always been constant influx from Europe into Africa and Africa into Europe. And from that, and there was an elaborate trade system, intercontinentally, trans-Saharan, through the Nile waterways and also on the eastern seaboard into India and China. So we had been trading for a num- for millennia. And it was this, uh, 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 the, re- the, 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 the reawakening, the renaissance of Europe that started in the Iberian Peninsula because of the influence of Africa on Europe. Mm. That renaissance create, brought in a, an industrial revolution. And that industrial revolution then made Europe begin to seek new lands. And when they began to do that, and the gold that they were finding in Africa, they were very interested in Africa and what it was producing, and they wanted to understand it. And they'd never been able to penetrate beyond the Sahara. Mm, because mm. goods were already, yes, they were, they, were, they were trade routes that were well established, and things were flowing. So they wanted, obviously, 
to take to become part of that trade system. Yeah. And as they began to look for newfound lands, uh, and they also wanted to circumnavigate uh, uh, Africa to India as well. And then obviously the Portuguese began to plant uh, a fort all over the entire board, the, the entire seaboard of Africa, the entire sea coastland of Africa has a, 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 a Portuguese fort from the 1400s when they were trying to be to intercept the trade route, if you like, so that um, they begin to trade directly with Africa. Yes. I'm left with a minute. That's why I'm rushing you. But I want you <laughs> to tell me about the suggestions because the book also includes suggestions, right? Uh, you yes. co- you concluded with how you saying we can heal ourselves, how we can yes. assert ourselves uh, for the fourth industrial revolution and even beyond, how we mm. can you know reclaim our place amongst mm. uh, the you know the world's nation mm. as an equal. As an mm. equal, tell me mm. quickly about those suggestions. It is about us building our own table. For the longest time, Africa has always wanted and requested and pleaded and begged for a chair at the table. And nobody wants to give us a chair at their table because it's their table. Mm. It's, it's their, their table. table. It's their table. Wow. And we are busy pursuing their table and wanting to re- to to reinvent their table and wanting to... But we need to build our own table. And then I also go into how that we can do that in the book. Okay. Thank you so much. All we can do now is just buy the book uh, because yes, we've been please, milking please. you uh, for information yes, on the book. Where is the book available, Dr. Dube? The book, I am uh, I'm finalizing my website and I'm going to be uh, selling directly uh, yeah. in the beginning. But it is also going to be in the, in the big bookstores. It is already available on Take A Lot. If people are impatient and they want it now, it's available on Take A Lot. I am doing deliberately a hardcover, which is very costly. It's 969. But if you buy it from directly from me, I can sell it at 540. Take A Lot is selling at 579. Wow. Um, Yes. Your work is (laughs) important and we thank you for your time and good luck. And uh, we we, we hope I myself will be placing an order. Um, So we hope, uh, you know, uh, you get a lot of traction. But thank you for your work. Thank you, Dr. Dube. Thank you, Homoso. God bless you. And thank you for the time that you've given me. And thank you for the listeners who've listened in. That was a beautiful conversation uh, that we had early this year with uh, Dr. Dakalani Dube, who wrote a book called Mantus, The Untold History of Africa and Her People uh, from uh, Creation.